Church, how are you? Great to see all of you. It's good to see everyone back. And so thank you for being flexible as we took a week off online last week. And so uh, the good news is none of you showed up. So you got the message. That was good. There's only a couple people that showed up, but they were, they were newer and they wouldn't have known. So uh, thank you for being flexible. And thank you for praying for Jen and I and our family. And many of you brought food and just were there to, to support us during that time. And so really appreciate it. Just wanted to thank you. You'll see me with a mask on today, not because I'm contagious. Uh, so if, if you're new with us or if you didn't know, we had COVID a few weeks ago. Um, but I know everyone has a, a different idea or maybe may not feel comfortable. So, so I'll, I'll wear a mask just to make sure that you're safe. I'm probably the, the safest guy to hang around right now, right? So I'm, I'm pretty immune. Pastor Brian, too, he, he just finished his battle with COVID as well. And so uh, God's good, isn't he? I'm so thankful he's our healer and, and he's helping us. And so appreciate all your prayers and agreement as well. So uh, if you got your Bibles, go ahead and get them out. We're going to be in Proverbs. So go ahead and get your Bibles ready. Uh, we're having a fun time in this series. Man, by the way, Pastor Manny did a phenomenal job last two weeks. Justice and stewardship. It was, they were two great messages. And so I just thank you for him. He just, he just came up and batted it out of the park. He did a phenomenal job. So thankful we have uh, the Lord to help us do those things. But he did a, did a great job. I'm very excited for it. But uh, we've been learning a lot. So if you're new with us, I just want to catch you up. And I don't know many of you are online, but just want to kind of catch you up to speed. Uh, this series in Proverbs, I'm doing it kind of more out of a, a theme. So I'll, I'll look at a specific theme each week. Uh, you know, obviously Manny did justice and he did um, uh, stewardship last week. And this week, uh, we're going to look at a different theme. But the reason why I'm doing that is because it's kind of like a, a clanging gong, right? So if you look at something so many times through the scriptures, I love that you see God's heart over and over and over again, spoken in the same way, but using different visuals or illustrations or truths, but it's the same heart. And so that's why I like doing these uh, topical as we go through Proverbs, because it's just all through the scriptures. God's heart is written all through the scriptures. And so uh, now it may be a little overwhelming as you're reading Proverbs. So we have a 31-day challenge. There's 31 chapters in, in Proverbs. So you can read a chapter a day. Uh, and if you've ever read just one chapter, you know there's just so much wisdom packed into one chapter or one verse. And so, so what, we're like, what we're doing in this series is we're just looking at the themes that are weaved through all of the different chapters, uh, but putting them all together in one message. So you can just see God's heart like a clanging gong, just him just you know, screaming it at you. Uh, but I do want you to know, you know, it's, it's impossible for any one of us to change every aspect of our life. And so sometimes when you're reading Proverbs, you know, you just learn about justice. You just learn about stewardship. You're going to learn about something today. It's impossible to do everything at one time. I don't know about you, but sometimes that's kind of the way I am, right? You, I just want to change every aspect of my life in one moment. It doesn't happen. It's a little overwhelming. Uh, but if there's, if there's an area where God's speaking to you, then let him speak to you. I love that the word can come alive. Maybe there's this, just a light bulb moment today that you're, that you're just going to hear. Or we're going to speak a truth, and that just really ministers to you. Look, just receive that and walk that out and see what God's going to do with it. Anytime we align our heart with his, it's always a blessing. It's always going to be beautiful. So, uh, so we're going to have some fun today. In fact, today's topic is, uh, is interesting because it just gives, they're just some of the best scriptures as far as visuals, like things that you wouldn't expect. If, if God was to say wisdom looks like this, and he was to give you an illustration, uh, you wouldn't expect what he's about to say today. And so that's why I kind of love this topic is because it's just kind of, uh, after I say it, you're going to understand it kind of comes out of left field, but you, it just gives you a little bit to chew on and meditate on today. So today we're going to talk about diligence. Everyone say diligence. 
All right, so diligence is a fun word, uh, but it's, it's amazing how much it's in Proverbs. And so I'm not even, I can't even give you all the scriptures today. There's a lot of scriptures I'm just going to give you for homework. Since it's about diligence, I'm going to give you some diligence homework. All right, so there you go. I'll give you that a little bit later on today. Uh, but let me give you the Bible or the uh, dictionary uh, definition of diligence. It says, constant and earnest effort to accomplish what is undertaken, uh, persistent exertion of the body or mind. I love that. Persistent exertion of the body or mind, or I think it should be and mind, all together, right? There's just this, how many of you guys watch Homestead Rescue? You ever see that show? Anyone seen that Homestead Rescue? It's a fun show. Uh, it's just rarely where this guy's, he's from Alaska, his family, and they're like homesteaders, right? They live off grid, they live out in Alaska, they live out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but there's these other homesteaders all over the U.S. that just need help, right? They're going under, they could, if, if he doesn't come, they're basically going to die or they're going to leave the homestead and go live you know, back at normal lives like us city people, right? And so anyway, there's this guy, he's, he's kind of like the dad. Uh, and so the dad, uh, it kind of starts out the show. He says, let me show you my resume. And he puts his hands up and his hands are just like crazy, like calloused and, you know, just hardworking. Just his hands are uh, some of the craziest things you've ever seen. But that's, that's his resume. That's diligence, right? Uh, look at this is, this is how you know I work hard right here. And he just would show you his hands. Uh, but anyway, it's just kind of a fun show, really just to kind of sh- give you an idea, you know, you, this pers- persistent exertion of your mind and your body, hard work. And so when we talk about diligence, it's not just about hard work, though. When you read through Proverbs, you're going to see, you know, dilig- you need diligence in everything that you do. You need to be diligent not only in your hard work or your talents or your gifts. You need to be diligent in your faith. You need to be diligent in your relationship with God. You need to be diligent in your, uh, as Manny spoke last week, diligent in your stewardship. You need to be diligent in your marriages. How many of you know as parents, being, you've got to be diligent as a mom and dad, as a, as a parent. You've got to be diligent in your homes. It's, there's just, in every aspect of your life, you have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful. You have to put effort into it. And so that's really what this message is about, is, is diligence really encapsulates a lot of what you do, but we need to be purposeful and intentional. So let's look at see how God defines diligence. You know, obviously I give you the, the dictionary definition, but let's look at the, how God defines it through Proverbs. And we're going to start. Now, I told you this, it, it gives you a fun illustration. So if you were to think, if God could tell you what wisdom was like, and he could give you a little illustration, you know, you're probably thinking in your mind, I wonder, wonder what he says. If God could say, this is what diligent looks like, and he gives you an illustration, what do you think it would be? You know what it is? God says, Ants. If you want to understand diligence, watch the ants. Have you ever watched ants beyond you squashing them with your feet, right? Most of the time we're squashing them with our feet or hitting them off our legs or whatever. But he says, if you want to understand diligence, look at an ant pile. You ever kick those little sand mounds, you know, little mound, the ant mound? You ever kick those things? What happens? Hundreds of ants come out. I mean, they just come. It's, it's, it's almost like, it's not like you woke them up. You know, you think you, you kick them out, you woke them up, and they just all start running around. No, they were working. They're working hard. They're diligent little, little things, little, little, sometimes annoying little things, aren't they? In Texas, they had what's called army ants. Those things are, they're from the devil, right? They're red. They're, they're from the devil. Those things are terrible. They just eat you. And they, I remember one time we were, we were out at the park uh, speaking to ants, and we, uh, Micah was little, and Rachel, all of our kids, we would, you know, you'd be playing in the park, and you'd put them down, and you wouldn't even realize there's a little ant mound next to them, and they'd hit it, and next thing you know, you hear the kids screaming, you feel like the worst parent in the world, and they've got like, within minutes, 30 bites, right, and they look like, you know, look like little zits by the time they get done, but 
I mean, dude, those are, like I said, they're of the devil. Those aren't good, those aren't good ants. That's not what God's talking about, those diligent ants. But all right, so Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. Watch this. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider the ways of the ant and be wise, which has having no captain, no overseer, no ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard, speaking to us? When will you rise and you're from your sleep? When will you wake up? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep? So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler, and you need, and you need like an armed man. So the interesting thing about diligence is God gives us first an illustration. If you want to understand diligence, look at the ants. Look at how they work. Look at how efficient they are. And if you've ever watched an ant, like it looks small because obviously ants are small, but they're carrying like a piece of food. You ever seen this where an ant's carrying this piece of food? That piece of food weighs two or three times the weight of their whole body. Imagine that as a human being, you carrying something two or three times your weight. And by the way, it doesn't look like a long way for an ant, but you know, going from here to that's from an ant, that's a long way. And they're carrying this heavy piece of food. And by the way, it's not just for them. It's for the whole colony. They're carrying food for everybody else and themselves, but they're all working hard, being diligent, efficient. Of course, you only see ants in the summer or in the spring. That's the harvest time, and they're loading up. They're loading up. They're carrying your little cookie that you dropped or whatever you got. They're bringing it back to the colony. They're bringing it there for when, when the harvest is gone and there's no food, that they're prepared. They're ready. They're diligent little animals, diligent little suckers, aren't they? They work hard. Rarely do you see an ant by himself. Usually if you see an ant by himself, it's because it's crawling up your leg and you're slapping at it. Most of the time you see them in lines or rows or in the colonies and hundreds or thousands of them working, working, working. I love that. No captain, no leader. They all know what to do. And they, you know, God gives us, here's the idea of wisdom. So that's what wisdom looks like. Watch the ants. And here's what, here's what diligence doesn't look like. And he talks about laziness. Now, let me just give you a little caveat. If you're a diligent person, just because you take a nap doesn't mean you're lazy. And if you're a diligent person, you're laughing because you know that's you, right? I feel like I need to be doing something. Or like I, I had COVID a couple weeks ago and I was down for the count for three days. And I'm like, it just drives you mad. You just want to get up and get going. That's not what he's talking about. What God's talking about is the opposite where, uh, where you're not diligent and you're lazy and you want everybody else to do everything for you. Or you want to find, or there's, there's some way in life that's just easier, isn't it? There's some get-rich scheme that I can, just, I can just get in 10 minutes and my life will be great. How many of you know that doesn't work that way? That's not diligence. The original sin, when it happened, now, by the way, God is a hard worker. God is, God is diligent. He's much more efficient than we are, isn't he? I mean, he made everything we see in six days. And by the way, he rested, so he wasn't lazy, that's part of health is resting and you know, taking a rest. But God's a hard worker. If you look at Jesus and the four gospels that you have and you see what he did in three, three and a half years, it's pretty remarkable. And not only just three and a half years, he was a carpenter. He was a hard worker. He worked hard. He worked with his hands. He had a talent. He had a gift. I sure wish I, I, I'm, I need to go in the, over to uh, Jerusalem and Israel and, and try to find a deck or something that Jesus made. He was a hard worker. You watch him in ministry, he would walk for hours and days. Why? To minister to someone like you and like me. 
to bless somebody like you and like me. He would grind, in fact, the, he would wear the disciples out. There was moments where they had to get on the boat to get some rest. There were so many people that wanted to be around Jesus and receive from God. And God was just such an amazing, hard, diligent worker, not only just with his hands, but also spiritually, speaking into people's lives. Here's another way Proverbs uh, kind of defines diligence in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. In five, it says, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich, or a better translation actually of rich, because if I say rich right now, you all have and I have a different perspective of what rich is. A better translation is prosper. I think if I say prosper, all of you get that you're moving forward, right? You're, you're prospering. There's an increase. There's a blessing, all right? So that's probably the better translation of that word. But the what here's... You know, again, just it's giving you the, the extreme opposites, right? Someone who's diligent and works hard, they're, they're going to prosper and all that to do, whether it's your job, your life, your family, your marriage, your, your kids, your faith. If someone's slack or someone doesn't put the effort in, then there's going to be poverty or re reverse. There's not going to be prosperity in their lives. They're going to be in lack. They're going to have no resources. A, a friend of mine who's uh, really just a, a good accountability person for me. He always says it like this. In the summer, now he, he lived in Canada. He grew up in the great north and it was, it was always cold and they burned with wood as a family. Uh, but he always said, you know, in the summer, it's always a good time to chop some wood. I'm like, what are you chopping wood for in the summer? You don't burn wood in the summer. But the point is like the ant, right? You store up in the summer. If you've got a nice day, you go chop some wood because 20 below is coming. And you don't want to wait till 20 to blow to chop wood. But that's the point of the diligent, right? You know what's coming. And if you sleep all summer and winter comes, you're in trouble. And that's the point of diligence, making sure that we, uh, you know, if you've got a slack hand, you know what? You're not going to have any wood. You're not going to have any food when you need food. There's going to be a season where you have nowhere to go. Now, I'm not saying none of us are perfect. We've all, we all have hard moments of life. But I'm just saying in general, we need to be people that work hard. In the, in the garden, when Adam sinned and Eve sinned, the consequence of that was what? Well, you've got to put your hand to the plow, Adam. You have to work hard. Eve, you're also going to have to work hard, right? You're going to have labor pains. You're going to have to raise a family, and you're going to have all these pains, and it's hard work. That's hard work. That's part of our life. Now, even before sin... Adam was naming the animals and taking care of the earth. It was just different. But I, I truly believe this is God's heart, that we're supposed to be men and women that are diligent, hardworking. I'm not talking about workaholic, workaholics or being people that don't rest or being people that are unhealthy in that way. But part of being a man of God and woman of God is that we're, we're diligent people. And our, our, our hardworking or our diligence isn't dependent on somebody else. It's not dependent on if somebody else does it or not. It's, it's having God's heart and knowing that we're going to be a blessing to everybody that we come in contact with, whether it's somebody in the body or in your marriage or at work, maybe you're in your job. What about your job? How many of you guys have ever worked with somebody, let's just say it politely, with a slack hand? With a slack hand. Frustrating, isn't it? Frustrating. You know what the Bible says about it? Watch this. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 26. I love these visuals. They're so good. This is what I love about the scriptures. Very blunt. As vinegar to the teeth, 
Now, I've never tried. Anybody put vinegar on your teeth? Maybe we should try that when we get home just to see what happens. Like vinegar to the teeth. and let, Now, the second one we've done, right? And smoke to the eyes. So is the lazy man to those who send him. Uh, the New Living Translation says it this way. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. That's not the one I was, I was going to give you. I didn't put it in there. Anyway, how many of you have been in a bonfire, burn, burn something, and it gets in your eye? Enjoyable? No, not enjoyable. Your eyes are watering. You're running away from the smoke, right? You're getting away from it. And I assume, because none of us have put vinegar on our teeth, that if you put vinegar on your teeth, it's not going to be good. It's probably going to be irritating, tastes bad, not going to be good, right? So you could try it if you want. Let me know what you think. I'm not trying it. But you could try it this week, and you just let me know what you think. But that's what it's like when you get a worker that has a slack hand. Irritating, frustrating, isn't it? Now, just because, and I'll just, because most of us, many of us, have worked, maybe you're retired, you've worked for you know, many, many years, and you've worked, you've been there, maybe you're in the, in the field grinding it out right now. Whatever your talent, whatever your gift, we're all talented in different ways. But just because you get a worker that's slack and irritating and frustrating, it doesn't give you the right to be lazy. Right? Even though they may have made that choice, you be diligent. I've got to be diligent. We've got to be people that are a blessing to our employers, to God, to one another, to our families, to our kids, right? We've got to continue to be diligent. We don't want to be like smoke in the eye or vinegar to the teeth, irritating and frustrating. We want to be people that are a blessing, prospering and all that, not only what we do, right? I love Colossians. Colossians says, don't look at things like you work for man. You, you work for God. Look, change your perspective. Who cares what your coworker's doing? First of all, if, if they have a slack hand and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, they're not pulling their weight, it's going to catch up to them at some point. And it's not your job, unless you're the owner of the company or something, it's not your job to take care of it. Your job is to you be a blessing. You're working as you're working unto the Lord, not to man. Now, sure, it's good to get appreciation, it's good to get value, and it's good to get the little trophy or whatever they give you. It feels, feels nice, but the reality is, is we're accountable to God alone. So we got to be diligent in all that we do. Proverbs 12, uh, verse 11, Proverbs 12, verse 11 says it this way. Now, remember the diligence of the ants. That's the visual God wants you to remember when you talk about wisdom and diligence. It says, uh, verse 11 says, by the blessing... Oh, wait. Yeah, Proverbs 12. I'm an 11, 11. That won't help you. Here we go. 12, 11. He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. Go down just a couple more to verse 14. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. A couple more verses down, verse 24. The land of the diligent, or the hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. And then verse 27, the same chapter says, the lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is a man's precious possession. Now, I don't hunt very much. I'm not a big hunter, but I know some of you are. You know, Doug's a big hunter. If you've seen Doug out there, he loves to hunt. He's a big hunter, but... Uh, you know, the worst thing for a hunter when they go out and they, they get a kill would be to do nothing with it. 
You know, a hunter, I mean, they, they get the animal or they get whatever they hunted, and they use every part of that thing, don't they? You know, there were a couple years ago, I was in uh, Cambodia on a missions trip, and uh, anybody been to Cambodia? It's a cool country. I, it's, it's a little, you know, any, anything's different when you leave America. Any country's different. But, uh, but we went to Cambodia, and Micah went with me, and we took some teenagers with us, and we went down and did a kid's camp down there. But while we were there, we were, you know, obviously their food's going to be way different than America, right? So we're, we're sitting at uh, different restaurants and tables, and, and you realize real quickly that they're very diligent people when they cook. Like when they cook something, they cook the whole thing. You know, when you go to Giant Eagle and you pick out your chicken, it's trimmed, no fat on it. You know, they took the bones out of it, all that stuff. Not in Cambodia. They throw it all in the pot. All of it. The brains, the frog, the leg, every part of it. It's, it's all in there. You're eating the whole thing. When you get a fish, they cook a fish, they cook the whole thing. The head, the eyes, it's right there out there in front of you, right? I mean, it's just all there. The scales, I mean, you got to get the scales off and everything. They're diligent. They use every part of that thing. They don't waste anything. And they're, you know, they're proud people. They're so proud when they, they give you that frog soup with that frog in there. Now, you know, we, maybe you're used to that here. Maybe you're not. I don't know what you eat. But, but we got some strange stuff in Cambodia, didn't we, Micah? I mean, and they like to make soups. You know, just put it all in a pot. Get a spoonful out, and there's squid tentacles hanging down. Got to eat it, though. You got to eat it. I remember one time we were eating something that looked like chicken, right? It looked like chicken. It was dark meat, right? Mike is laughing because he knows what's going to happen. And they serve it, and they, all the kids are asking, what's that? Like, it's, it looks like dark meat, you know, like really dark meat, though. Dark meat. Like, just chicken. Just eat it. And they start eating, and the lady comes and goes, that, that, that's not chicken. That's duck. Duck! You know, the kids are flipping out. But I said, did you like it? Who cares? Eat it. Just eat it. Right? But they're diligent, and they're cooking. How many of you guys like to cook? Any of you guys like to cook? I like to, I'm not much of a baker, but I like to cook. I mean, I like baked goods. I'm just not much of a baker, but I like to cook. And, you, you know, you ever go to, like, Costco or, or Giant Eagle, and you buy that whole chicken that's already cooked, right? You get that whole chicken. You know, it's nice for families. You just cut that up and make whatever dish you want. Uh, but I like after. When you get all the, all the meat off of it, you use whatever you're going to use for, for dinner, and all you got left is really this bone carcass structure, right? Many of us will just throw that away. But, no, you can't throw that away. That's good. That's good. That's like the hunter going out and getting something and leaving, leaving the animal there. No, take that. I like to take that thing and throw it in a crock pot. Put some, put some water in there, some, a little bit of chicken broth. It makes the best chicken broth ever for chicken noodle soup, chicken rice soup. It's so good. You just cook it overnight and, and then you know, strain out all the bones when you're done and all the, all the other pieces that you don't want to eat. Just strain out and you just make some, it makes an amazing chicken soup. Same with like ham bones and that kind of stuff. Makes awesome stocks, Right? And that's the point, just being diligent. Being diligent. Use what God's given you. Look at everything that he's given you. And that's the way it was in Cambodia. They just didn't waste anything. Here's a, another fun scripture for you. Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13. Verse 4. You'll remember this. You'll remember this one. It's a good one. In fact, I, I wasn't very diligent in putting my scriptures together. I put them in the wrong translation, so... Here we go. But I was telling you how a lot of us wanted like those get rich schemes. How many of you guys have ever tried that, by the way? Get rich scheme? You could be honest. I've, I've tried it before. Like you think you're going to get that lottery ticket and it's going to be all over. You know what the Bible, the Bible has something amazing to say about get rich schemes. I, I had never seen this ever in my life. But you find it in Proverbs. Look at this, verse 11 of chapter 13. 
It says, wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. How about that? So even if you did a get-rich-quick scheme and you got rich, it would probably go away. Why do you think that is? Well, if you listened in last week with stewardship, you have to be a diligent steward with what God gives you, right? You gotta be diligent to what God's given you. You have to make sure that you're, you're stewarding it well. Well, if, you just, if God just dropped a million dollars on you and you never had a million dollars, you're never going to be a good steward, guess what? You're gonna spend that million dollars pretty quickly. You, get, you can do all the lottery research you want. Anybody that's been totally broke and bought a lottery ticket and won a million dollars, guess what? They've spent that million dollars very quickly. Why? Because they don't know how to be a diligent steward. It's not about if I have the money, things will be better. No, 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 no. We've got to learn how to be good, diligent stewards. We've got to be diligent with what God's given to us. If you can't understand how to be diligent, then you're just going to blow through it and waste it anyway. And then you're going to be in the same position you were before that you're given the million dollars, which is just crazy to think about, isn't it? Got to be diligent. Proverbs 13, 4 says, The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made again prosperous or rich. It feels good when you work with your hands, doesn't it? It feels good when you do the hard work. It feels good when you take ownership of your own faith and you learn about God and you, you grow in your relationship with God. You begin to, it feels good when you start to see scriptures like this and you apply them in your life and you get to begin to see how God re will reward you and bless you as you align your heart with his heart. It's just, it's just amazing how when you're, when you're in alignment with God's heart, how, how good it is. You know, when you go to work and you, you work really hard and you're blessing your boss or you're blessing your company or maybe it's your own company and you're seeing it thrive and prosper and success. Why? Because of the hard work, because of the diligence. Nothing prospers without intentionality, without diligence, without purpose. You know, right now in our culture, and I don't care if you live in America or whatever country you live in, we all have our own issues, right? You know, we're seeing things in our days right now. We're seeing things being taught. We're seeing things being uh, spoken, maybe in governmentally or by people. And it may not line up with scripture. What do you do? The Bible says that we need to be diligent, hardworking people, people that work hard and, and help and bless people. You know, remember the ants. Those guys, those ants are working for everybody else in the colony. They're providing for everybody else in the colony. They're all doing it together. There's no handouts. There's no get-rich scheme for the ants. There's no free check coming for the rest of their lives just because they don't want to do the work. Listen, I know that there's being things being taught that are opposite of what wisdom really is. But you've got to be okay with following God's heart. You have to be okay with trusting what God says. There's always going to be a counterfeit, church. There's always going to be a counterfeit. The Satan himself is a counterfeit. So his whole goal and objective and agenda is to show you something that looks good, but it's far from God's heart. 
And if he can make it sound like scripture, that's even better yet. That's why it's so important that we're diligent in knowing what God's heart really is. That's why when Jesus was tempted for 40 days, the enemy quoted a twisted scripture and Jesus said, no, 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 no. Why? Because he was diligent and he knew. Of course, he was the word, but in that moment, he was a man. And he had to study the scriptures like we do. And when Satan quoted scripture out of context, he corrected him. You see, that's what diligence does. Again, it doesn't matter. Of course, you're going to have a job and you're going to work hard, but it works with your faith too. We've got to be diligent men and women of God. We've got to be diligent not only in talking and praying to God, We've got to be diligent in knowing what his heart is and knowing what his word is. So when the enemy throws a curveball at us, we say, no, 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 no. And by the way, I don't care if it's popular. I don't care if everybody else is doing it. There's no blessing in that. It'll be okay for a moment, but the verse says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. We want to be people that love God and love people. We love God first. We receive from God for ourselves so then we can give away to other people. We've got to be diligent. Diligence and hard work. Let me read a few more scriptures and then we'll, we'll close up with this. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 19 says this. The way of a lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. That's a huge difference, isn't it? A lazy man, how many of you have walked through a forest with thorns and thistles and you just you know, tiptoeing through there, getting all scratched up, messed up, and then with all of our polyester pants and stuff, that stuff just like sticks like glue, doesn't it? Thorns just sticking to you. Now you can always, see, God gives some great visuals, doesn't he? That's the way of the lazy. Constantly thorn and sticking trying to get through things. But the way of the diligence is like a highway. It's like the Autobahn. That's just doing 100 miles an hour. Proverbs 16.26. 16.26 says this. The person who labors, labors for himself. For his hungry mouth drives him in. I'll share more about that in a second. Proverbs 18.9. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. It's like demo day. How many of you guys have like demo day? How many of you guys do like renovations and stuff? You like demo day? Chip and Joanna Gaines. How many of you just like watching HGTV? It's good. It's good. It's a lie, but it's good. Not a lie in a sense like they didn't renovate the house. They renovated the house in 40 minutes. That's a lie. You can't renovate a house in 40 minutes. So I just bought a house a little while ago and we're doing demo day was Friday. Oh, I'm hurting. As a preacher, I don't get real sore when I'm speaking. But man, we were doing some demo day and it's got some, you know, we're redoing floors and kitchen. And so, you know, like any good son does, he calls his dad. Hey, dad, you want to come down? And we'd love to spend some time with you. <laughs> Do some demo day, dad. Come on over here, dad. By the way, can you bring some tools? Because I got to get some floors up and stuff. So, you know, my dad came down from Alabama, 12 hours to do demo day with me. It was great. And so we were over there doing demo. And, we're, and she had some hardwood floors in there. You know, I, I love hardwood floors, but these have been in there 20 years and weren't taken care of real well. They were just wore out. There's no way for me to match them or make them look good. So, so we're pulling them up. You ever pulled up hardwood floors? There's no fast way. You've got to be diligent, right? You're just one board at a time, two-inch boards. You're just shorts, longs. You're just popping them up. 
And so while we're popping them up, we realize that whoever installed them 20 years ago loved, loved the nails. Every two inches, nails. And so we're popping them up, popping them up, popping them up. After it took us about, well, it would be a whole day, right, in context, because there was two of us. So we did about four or five hours between the two of us. It would have been a whole day to get all the hardwoods up with one person. But so, you know, my dad and I, we're, we're just popping them up, and it's, it's hard work. You're basically crowbar and muscle. That's it. You're just popping them up. So my legs, oh, they're hurting right now. My legs, my arms, my back, you know, I just don't use those muscles when I preach like that. So we're just popping up the wood, popping up the wood. After a couple of hours, I look at my dad. He looks at me. We're sweating like crazy. Quarter way done. Keep going, keep going. A couple more hours, a couple more. Halfway done. I swear these things are multiplying. I don't know where they're coming from, right? You just pop them up. And then we get all done. We get all the wood up, you know. There's just nothing better when you work like that. When you're diligent, you're just working hard, board by board. You get them all up, and you just look, and it's done. And then we realize something. There's about a 1,000 nails in there. The boards came up, but the nails stayed in. You know, you can't even walk. You're like sticking. I, you, I, we, I kept telling my kids, make sure you wear tennis shoes because you, you step down and a nail go up through the shoe, right? So we got all these nails now to pick up. And I text my contractor. I'm like, hey, man, is there an easy way to get up nails? You know what he said? One at a time with a crowbar. <laughs> I'm like, good Lord, that's a long time. That's a lot of nails. And so we start, you know, popping them up. And so anyway, Micah was there. My kids were there. They were all helping doing different things. And they all, they all worked hard too, you know. But, you know, when it's your first time, in fact, you know, Micah came. I said, Micah, you got to do the nails. Pop up those nails. I'll show you how to do it. You get a crowbar, come up. They come up real easy, right? Just keep going. And he, got, he, he helped out. He did a good job. He worked hard for about three minutes and 38 seconds. He did a great job. <laughs> worked really hard for about three minutes. He did a good job. And then, you know, <laughs> we'd be, so while he's popping up nails, I'm working on bathroom and other things. And so uh, here, here's a long day story with Micah. So he's doing the nails. We go upstairs or do whatever. We look down. We're like, where's Micah? Well, Micah loves tractors. So every time you couldn't find Micah, you'd hear... <laughs> drive around the tractor, right? Five gallons of gas out the, out the door in one day, driving that tractor. I'm like, Micah, we need you to do the nails, buddy. We need you to do the nails. He's like, yeah, but I took a break. A break. I took a break. I took a break. So every time we turn around, where's Micah? I took a break. I took a break. I took a break, right? But diligent, you know, appreciate all the hard work, buddy. Good job. We got more nails, though. We got to get those nails out. <laughs> It's amazing to me. In fact, here's some more scriptures for you. I'll give you some diligence homework. It's amazing to me how much the Bible has to say about us being diligent in all things. Diligence in our faith, diligence for our life, diligence as a parent, right? Is, raising kids is not easy, is it? There's no get rich raising kids scheme, is there? Being a mom, being a dad, being a grandparent, being a husband, being a wife, marriage. There's no like quick, easy download for marriage, is there? It's hard work. You gotta be diligent. You gotta be intentional, purposeful. School, right, kids? School's not easy. It takes work. You gotta be diligent. If you have a slack hand in school, what kind of grade are you gonna get? Not very good, are you? But if you work hard and you be diligent, you study, you do the work. You're going to prosper. You're going to do well. 
And so there's just so many great scriptures in Proverbs and I just encourage you as you go home. In fact, we start life groups this week. And so if you're new with us or maybe you're online and you haven't been part of a life group, look, jump in. You're gonna take this message. And by the way, all those verses will be in your life group too. They'll have all those verses for you. You're just gonna take this message and this is what I love life groups. Life groups is really like a big ant colony, right? We just all come together. We all carry our food in. And we all have way too much food. And we all sit down and we just talk about, today we're gonna talk about diligence. And what do you think about diligence? You know, have you ever been lazy in life? Have you ever been diligent in life? What's the difference? How did that work out for you? You know, or maybe that's just where you are. Maybe today you're sitting here, yeah, yeah I'm a little slack. I want everybody to do everything for me. I just, I just want it all just to be piled on my lap. There's nothing better than getting around a bunch of ants, a bunch of people, and just sharing life together, talking about it. In fact, our group, I've been going to our group for years, but a lot of times we'll, you know, we'll start talking about God's heart and God's word and how it applies to us. And, you know, it applies in a lot of different ways, but then we'll just be talking about, you know, I could tell you right now, probably where it's gonna go is parenting. You know, this, we'll start talking about, hey man, this happened this week or this happened this week or my kid's going through this, I'm going through this. And there's nothing better than just rubbing off on each other because we have the same heart. We have the same values. Now we raise our kids all differently. We live life differently. We have different jobs. But it's amazing when you just take scriptures like this and say, hey, have you ever tried that before? You know, maybe this week, why don't, you, why don't you try applying this first? Or, you know, have you ever been lazy before? Remember when you were broke and had nothing? And you know, not, we all have hard times, but you ever, you ever been hard up because you're not doing the work? And just being honest with each other, sharing life together. Bunch of little ants just doing it together, but with the same heart and the same purpose. I like in our opener, like iron sharpens iron. We're just, we're growing together. We're all at different places in our faith. We all have different families. We all have different marriages. We all have different things, but we're, we're going back to the heart where the truth is. The truth that'll set you free and you'll be free indeed. And there's no judgment. And maybe someone's not ready. There's no judgment there. We've all been there. We've all run from God. We've all been at a place where we want to be over here and we want to be over here at the same time. We've all been there. But we pray for one another. We love one another. And so if you've never been part of a life group, come join. We'd love to have you. We have different groups, different places, different days. Some have kids. Some don't have kids. Look, whatever you want. But remember what God said, diligence. If you want to know what diligence is, if you want to understand what wisdom is, you look at those ants right there. That's all you need to know. You do life together. That's what life groups are. You're just like those ants. You're grinding it out in that colony together, doing it together. Loving each other together, providing for each other together. That's what it's all about right there. So I just want to pray for you. Hope this was helpful to you. Is this helpful to anybody? Why don't you stand to your feet? Let me pray with you. And then we're gonna worship together one final time. Lord, I just thank you for this church. Thankful for every person here, every family here, every kid here. Lord, I know there's a lot of kids out in the back, Lord, that aren't in this room, but we pray for every child, every family. 
Lord, help us be diligent like you were. Lord, I think about how hard you work. Not only in six days did you create everything and then you took a day off to rest, but God, your word says that you're constantly interceding. You're constantly working for us. You're talking to the Father about each one of our names in this room and outside of this room on the cameras. Every person you talk to the Father about every single day, you don't miss a day. You don't forget about us. You're constantly interceding for us. In fact, Scripture says, we just sang about this a few songs ago, you sing over us. We're constantly on your mind. God, you're not sitting on a throne eating combos, not working. God, you're the Lord of all. Lord, you've got angels out protecting us. We don't even see, God, what you're doing. We've got angels ministering over us, protecting us, guiding us. You're sending out fleets of, of angels all the time. Lord, you care about us. You came down out of heaven and lived in our world, our messed up world that we messed up, and you lived perfectly. Not once did you sin. Not once did you falter. Not once did you dishonor your parents. Not once did you make a mistake. And you lived and you showed us what it's like to be diligent, to have a heart after God. You studied the scriptures. You taught, at age 13, you taught scholars more about the word than they've ever received in their lives. Lord, you're a beautiful example of what diligence looks like in every aspect, in every area. God, give us your heart. Holy Spirit, lead us into truth. Maybe there's somebody in here today that just really needed this. They were really struggling. And Lord, some of it's on them. Maybe, some, maybe they're just struggling to be, make good choices and work hard. But Lord, that's, that'll be the rest of our lives. We're to be diligent for you. We're working unto God, not unto man. God, we're to be diligent in our faith. We're to seek you. Lord, your word says, anytime we seek you, we'll find you. Anytime we draw near to you, you draw near to us. And Lord, even when we're not seeking you, you're still seeking after us. You're always faithful. So God, we thank you today. As we close out this worship, we just want to sing to you, talk to you. And I just encourage you, church, if there's something going on in your life you need to talk to God about, now's your time. During this song, just, just talk to him in your own words. Maybe the song, the words of the song are exactly what you need to say. Just sing those. But also come to a place just to hear God too. Listen for his voice. Listen to what he's saying over you. If there's a scripture that we read this morning that you need to implement, just talk to God about it and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me guide me into truth. Guide me into that scripture. Help me see the benefit and blessing and reward of being diligent. And so Lord, I pray for every person here. May we be a blessing to you. May we be a blessing to ourselves. May we be a blessing to our spouses if we're married, our families. Lord, may these teenagers and kids in here, may they be a blessing to their teachers and their friends. All because we have a good God that loved us first. Lord, we bless you. And Jesus, we thank you. In your name we pray. Everyone said.